0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and
1: Anne Guest. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode
0: one four six. I'm Paul Spain. Um, my name's Di Henwood. Welcome along, Mr. Di Henwood. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's been it's been a while since um,
1: since drinks. It has, uh, but but great to have you back. Uh, now, for those that uh,
0: that don't know where you fit into the uh, the world of tech, maybe just just give your uh, your explanation. My explanation is uh, for most people know me as a comedian, but my side um, sort of love is gadgets and phones and everything that plugs in and connects to things and. Um, I sort of developed a firm, firm love of gadgets and um, in terms of how it Im- impacts my life, like being online, um, I was very early on to the social media um, thing, very early on to Twitter and, um, and sort of synchronized with my comedy life. So um, I've got a lot of fans out there who um, are more your tech savvy types and um, I engage in, in fact I get a lot of tweets back from people if I'll put a tweet out about la, xperia z la, 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 and then get a few what are you talking about mate <laughs> like just for people who enjoy my um enjoy uh, my comedy and then they'll see because i love getting up early like um the last event actually was that xbox um one event getting up for that and i'm, I'm sure there's something cropping up around december uh, september 10th that we'll be getting up for next but no i love i love it. Yeah, no, it's good, and I mean it's an example in many ways
1: of just you know that that technology and and uh, an enthusiasm around tech. Uh, although there's sort of a, a um, you know an edge audience that are that are fanatics, um, but it is also something that is really mainstream now, and you know just about you know everyone uses tech to 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 a level, you know, every day. How many of us you know carry smartphones, use tablets, and
0: yeah, you know, interact with technology. You know, it's just about everyone yeah, to, and, to, to one degree or another. And right? I think that fully is um, pardon me, extended because now with um, a parents' generation, you give them a tablet or a smartphone, and because both pretty much all OSs are good and stable, they go, "Oh, so this is what the fuss is about." You, you know, know? Yeah. Oh, I can just read the Herald. I can do my emailing, and they're away. And they're away because the barrier to technology now is so small. You go into a JB Hi-Fi or a Dick Smith or whatever and you just see people from every walk of life just wandering around with this sort of plethora of gadgets. And in a way, my life now has got to the point where, because I love just getting gadgets and then flicking them off and getting more, is actually paring it down to what what is the minimal amount of stuff because I've been doing a lot of travelling recently and... Um, when you go, "What do I actually need because i 'll come back from a trip and go oh, i didn 't even plug that in uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it reminds me of um, yeah, one or two people I know that you yeah, just carry around a little bit more stuff than uh, than what what they need you know generally traveling whatever yeah and uh you know even what they put in their bag each day and so on uh but yeah you can't you can't really sort of pair peer that back if you uh if, if you think think enough about it and i get the same issue I, you know, last time I went on holiday i took a, you know, a whole bunch of gadgets and at the end i think uh you know my laptop i'd used once when i was in the airline lounge because i actually needed to do some sort of real yeah. work at the end it's like all right better start catching
0: up but yeah the rest of the time just tablets and phones yeah, well, the thing is, I'm, what surprises me is how a tablet starts for me to fall a bit by the wayside because I'll realise in everyday life how much I can just hammer out on a smartphone. That um, I'll have a have a um iPad or um something in my bag, and um, then I you know I'll never go. Oh, I'll get that out because the screen real estate would be a bit better to do an email. Just you know, it's the same as a text message because to me, I think email rules really if you can keep it short keep it short so yeah I I think the tablet when I'm traveling probably falls a bit by the way so because I'll need to do some heavyweight riding and if you've got a 11 or a 13 inch slimline laptop Is there a need for a tablet sometimes if you're focusing a lot on actually um, doing some production? You know, if I'm clipping a keyboard in or pairing the keyboard and all that sort of carry-on, I've sort of gone to so much effort to set it up and it's precariously on its little stand that's on the tray table or... Totally, but I think it also there's also that thing that yeah you know, um, yeah
1: you know, everyone has a different sort of preference, and there's a lot of people that I talk to that just really love their tablets and live on them yeah you know, so much, but it depends what what you're doing. But yeah, I find like you. Uh, you know quite often there's email that's going alongside whatever it is you're doing on your device yeah and the, you know the, if if the phone doesn't cut it, then jumping to a laptop just makes it so much quicker to sort of nail it
0: yeah and I don't know whether that's because I I mean I've loved since I was young I was on the amiga 500 playing California games and I've always tried to sort of do writing and um, do work off computers even from when they when it was quite a hard. Sort of mission, like even when I got into um, comedy early, like I remember buying, I had this shocking sort of all in one gateway PC that um, was all really buggy and stuff. I've always tried to be on a computer. So I think for me, that physical keyboard, I can just, and I love shortcuts, like I can just bang out so much work on a computer. So you're showing your age here, Ty. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down <laughs> oh, yeah. to, right? As you've grown up with
1: using these things for so many years. You just can't change. You're just, stuck I, in your ways, mate. Yeah,
0: change. Never. Yeah. No no yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, now, we, we were chatting a, a little bit earlier around, uh, yeah, uh, before we kicked off, around uh, you know, 3D printers are now moving into a new phase, the 3D copier effectively, a replicator. I mean, this is something out of Star Trek, it, it seems, but... Uh, this is starting to become reality. We've got some uh, some products that have been uh, announced. Are you lining up for uh, for one of these?
0: Yeah, uh, this whole um, th- from the whole three D printing idea has sort of slipped under the radar of it, you know? Like I mean granted there's been all the fuss and so forth of people they'll make three D guns, they'll make I'll print out a tank and they'll all hide inside, you know, like there's all always with new technology there's all this fury around the evil that can come from it. But aside from that the the, the progress has been very steady. It's gradual with, it's gradual, isn't it? And
1: um somewhere around my office if I can find it, here's one. Oh, what's it's it? Clear. I've got a 3D-printed uh, shoe, sports shoe here. Uh, I'll hand that, hand that across to Dye. And it's a very strange-looking sort of beast. This was something I picked up at uh, Consumer Electronics Show, CES, at the beginning of last year. And it's an example of something that, that came off what was a common 3D or uh, maybe a reasonably new 3D printer 18 months ago. Uh, but you can see the sort of little lines and so on that have had to be put in place to join it up, and it, and it looks sort of somewhat odd. Uh, but what you know, what we've seen is that these three D printers are just advancing, uh, you know, reasonably quickly, but sort of by stealth in a lot of ways because there aren't retail stores at the moment within New Zealand where you walk in and see one of these at you know Harvey Norman or Dick Smith. Although that's starting to happen uh, in the US, I think the Microsoft stores. Their retail stores have uh, have just started stocking three D printers, so you'll be able to walk in and, and actually see one in action, see what you can get out of it, and pick one up for you know maybe you know two grand US or so.
0: And I believe there is an online resource. I don't know if it is through MakerBot where they have the plans and so forth that you can download to put into the three D printer to print out various little ornaments and so forth. But I mean, I could imagine if you're into sort of the um, real life role playing games. You you this is a this is a bevy of things. You're printing out more um you can print out more figurines than you can poke a stick at than yeah, you can roll yes. a thirteen sided dice at. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
1: And you, I mean you could print all those things out, you know, what any sort of game yeah, that could become open sourced or people could you know, now you I guess you could go and, you know, pirate. Uh, you know, Monopoly game or whatever it may be that's got yeah. all sorts of pieces, and uh, and actually print out all those pieces, and you know,
0: download the board to print out, you know, etc. etc. But but if I, for the um, audio listener who can't see this tiny shoe that I have printed out here, it is very intricate though, like down to the logo, and they've even got some um, kan- Japanese kanji on the side, like. It's quite precise, and as you mentioned this 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 from a while ago, like we're talking every six months there's a big a big leap in this yep but the the copying side of things and the digital printing does have to raise some copyright um issues surely Why? For- well, because you're printing out, you're printing out figurines. You, you. I mean, what well, I mean, I suppose if you've got something big enough, you could fair print it. I to print sheet. it
1: out, though. Why? Why should I have to deal with
0: copyrights just for me? It's just personal. Oh yeah, but it could be. Well, I suppose you can print out an actual pair of shoes to wear around. They, they're not. That's not very bendy. Yeah, maybe
1: in the future.
0: But no, I mean, it's a fair point. It's going to be a challenge, isn't it, in the future? Yeah, just because we where,
1: where you know something that in the past you would have paid for. You, you know you you potentially can uh, can just go and go and print it out yeah, for,
0: for, for instance, sure. like you know like some French designer designs a bedside lamp, you know like that 's something that 's of a size that you could potentially print the base out, you know, put a couple of coats of paint and some varnish mm-hmm. on it, and there you go
1: well, I guess i mean we 've got used to this with with movies and with music, and you know it then comes down to you know, change in business models to line up with it, but it does take, you know, has taken a substantial amount of revenue out of some of those, uh, you know, types of types of industries and, you know, books and so on. We're reading e-books now, so all the people that yeah. were employed, you know, printing presses and, you know, et cetera and et cetera, all that distribution, a lot of that has really shrunk. So, hey, you know, that's a potential in, in other areas. Ooh. So it's, it, it uh, maybe it highlights the challenges that economies are going to have in the future where there are more and more things that are just taken care of with technology and there's actually just not a whole lot to do. It's going to be really hard maybe to find employment
0: for some people. Yeah, but then I still, when it comes to this 3D printing, think use case, like... What really is a big use case for for your average consumer? Say it wasn't Harvey well, Norman. Why why would why would someone go and buy one? Well, it depends. It depends how good the technology gets, right?
1: Like you know, there's a point where if technology is, if technology can get the human psyche and mind and humour, yeah, you'll be out of a job, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> right. So the same sort of thing here, if the technology can nail it and print out a decent pair of uh, shoes, like what you're wearing there, yeah. you know, some uh, stitch together some uh, leather converses and, and uh, make some nice sort of pattern, personalise it, maybe put your uh, yeah, Twitter handle on the side or something, you're not going to bother to go into the store and get those ones. You'll just, you know, run, run your own uh, printout and away you go and you might get something better.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it's what I do like about this is that it's still um, quite hands-on because like, the thing is, regardless of the say we do get to a point where you're printing out shoes, you've still got to go and buy your leather, pick your leather. No, buy, you don't. It all happens online. You well, just
1: go. You'd go into this thing that says, "Here's here's the uh, shoes you've chosen." It online. Press a button. Courier next day delivers all the
0: pieces. Oh, you drop see, them into the machine, and out pops your shoes. Oh yeah, they drop the drop the pieces in. This is. <laughs> I was, uh, I was think, thinking you can't buy a machine that that then creates the creates the bits. This was like Actually, uh, the national MP whose argument against three D printing was people will print drugs. <laughs> Which was the most ridiculous argument against it, because you still need the drugs to print. What he's talking about is a, a pill press or whatever. <laughs> you can't just you can't just buy a MakerBot printer and go, print me some LSD, please. Like, you've got to have the materials. But there's an idea, Di. You put in some ingredients and, uh, you know, out pops whatever is uh, valuable on any given day. Yeah, whether it be some Panadol. <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> but, yeah... These, as though we're joking around, these are things pharmacy that, of the future. Yeah, that will, will actually become um, will become apparent and will become issues that that people will have to get to grips with, and it will become the situation that we're in now. Without completely jumping to the GCSB NSA sort of thing, is then we get into this position where technology moves far faster than lawmaking can move. So. Uh, we, what, we're going to try and regulate it with some laws from the 70s about people who are, are printing shoes?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it, all, it always has done. So no doubt we'll, we'll you know, come into some issues over the next few years. But the, um, there were a couple of products that we saw uh, on online that sort of, I guess, triggered this discussion. Uh, one, oh, there were a couple. They were up on. Um, they were covered by a few of the media, but Engadget uh, covered them in the last uh, in the last few days. So, one was the uh, Zeus three D copy machine, and the other one was the uh, I love this name Factotum three uh, D three uh, D copier or uh, or replicator. So, if you are interested, have a have a bit of a uh, Google on those, and uh, the prices on this gear uh, look looks quite reasonable. The um, the 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 concept here that they're doing with uh with factotum i think uh they they've got that up on indieGogo for funding so you can actually yeah. go in and uh shell out it's about eleven hundred dollar uh pledge to actually get one of these units u s dollars which is not too ridiculous it's not a huge amount of money if it can sort of live up so uh
0: well if yeah. you're looking what people would pay for a flat screen t v five years ago. A you lot know, more than that. Yeah, exactly. I suppose I it, want to print a flat-screen TV, actually. Do you think it'll hey, do there that? There you go. Might be a few more issues when it comes to that. But um, the, uh, I suppose the biggest use case, really, that I can think of off the top of my head on the high-end scale is um, medical, you know, printing out precise... Um, bone parts and so forth you Well, know? i think there's a there's a lot of
1: potential there and they've already talked about even uh you know 3d printing of body parts so you, know, you need a heart valve or there's you know certain things which actually uh need some uh you know, flesh and uh you know they've got all sorts of things coming together in that space which is very sort of sci-fi uh, yeah.
0: future tech but uh seems to be uh seems to be coming yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what I, I think so wonderful, is this sci-fi world that we thought we were going to live in is actually suddenly creeping up quite quickly.
1: Yeah, it'll just it'll just happen overnight. We'll have a look and uh, start freaking out, probably. Um, now, one, um, one interesting little uh, announcement I heard this week was... Um, a New Zealand company. Now, I met up with these guys going back probably a year or so. A Company called Transcribe Me. And uh, yeah. have you come across the Transcribe Me guys? No
0: on flights, I read in-flight magazines down to the last word that includes every single ad, and they've yeah. cropped up a few times. And I always get very enthused by the end of the flight because I love the idea. And um, so what's the what's the latest so, gloss
1: on this? So transcribe me, local sort of Auckland startup that's also in Silicon Valley, and um, they've got this uh, uh, you know concept of you being able to send them recorded uh, audio. They'll transpose that into you know as though you typed it up yourself. Uh, traditionally, quite a um, um, quite a time consuming thing for someone to do. And so if you've got somebody that does transposition for you, you know, we could send them a podcast and say, hey, can you type that up? And it actually takes a long time to go through and do it, you know. Uh, And in some cases, you know, businesses maybe need that turned around a bit quicker. Um, So the model is, you know, first, I think they've now, which they didn't have to start with, but I think they've got this built in, or this is part of their model, is a computer that sort of does a, you know, an automated, you know, convert what you say into computer text. Uh, to to assist the process, but then what they do is they split up the audio. And let's say there's you know half an hour worth of audio, they split it up into little segments. Say uh, I don't know how long they might be, you know, two minutes of, two minutes each or sixty seconds. So it's in these very small pieces, and then they scatter them out around the world to where they've got people doing uh, the transposition. So whereas normally you've got to wait for one person to go through that half an hour, and it might take them a few hours to do it. By the time you know, et cetera, et cetera. It takes a while for them to get on to doing your job. So it might take a couple of days to turn it around. So their idea is they slice it up into smaller pieces, spread it out, and you've got, you know, it's a little bit like a computable multiple cores. Yeah. It can do, you know, you've got multiple th- you've got things going on in uh, lots of different places working on that same task. And so, it, you know, speeds
0: up the process and then it gets stitched together at the end. Now, I love I love this because, one, this segues beautifully into the fact that I have a new DVD out and will be giving a copy away, um, is that my whole process was paying people to transcribe my comedy, right? Yeah. Yep. Because I, when I build up a new show, you do I do so many open mic nights and open mic spots. So what I do is record it, then get someone to transpose it, then I go through it. And um, often I get gags based purely on how they (laughs) transpose what I said because it's someone who's trying to transpose a New Zealand accent. Yeah, yeah, always a challenge. Yeah, and um, I I was using some quite low-end services. But this, I love the idea of this because when you're breaking it down, people are focusing on that two minutes and getting that two minutes completely correct. And it is like multiple calls or the human brain. You throw it all out there. And tiny chunks. The ch- chunks get thrown back at you in the right order somehow.
1: Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. So that, I mean, it's a new thing. No one had really done anything like this before, uh, but Transcribe Me guys have done it. And uh, what just came out in uh, last week was uh, that they've done a deal uh, with a company called Livescribe. Now, um, Bill Bennett, who's often on the show, has been a bit of a bit of a um, fan of the, the Livescribe uh, pens. And the Livescribe pens are a, um, well, they call it a smart pen. So it's basically a a pen that does, um, you know, writes on paper as you would normally like to. But it's also got... Wi-Fi in it, so um, it can take. Oh, it's got. You know, first of all, it's got a um, audio recorder, so as you write, it's catching the audio that you're scribbling about. So, if we're in a meeting here and there are a few little notes that I want to take, you know, along the track, that's good. Uh, but I've got the audio to go with it to put it in context. So I'm a making picture. a note, note here saying, "Oh, Die likes to uh, transpose his, uh, um, you know." Comedy and uh, yeah look I, I should um, I should flick a note on to the transpose me guys maybe you guys should talk, right Yeah um, but later on because my handwriting was so bad and I didn't really put a whole lot of context, uh, you know, I can flick back and hear the audio of what happened when I was writing that. And the key piece that uh, handles that is there's actually a little camera in there. So as you write on the paper, um, it's actually t- making a digital copy of what you write. And then uh, what what the um, the Livescribe Wi-Fi, which is the one I've got here, does uh, is wirelessly it pushes that um, you know back to the cloud, and it all uh, all ties together the audio and the uh, the handwriting. That is phenomenal. Now. And the How? Oh, the transpose me piece is that they've basically signed a deal uh, with so, w- with uh, with the Livescribe guys, so you'll be able to automatically push that stuff uh, up into um, and and get it you know transpose without having to sort of really you know lift a finger as it were. they'll, they'll push that across
0: to them. Now, my love of gadgets has definitely made me r- ridiculously sceptical of gadgets because I've bought so many things that have claimed to do so many wonderful Willy Wonka-style tricks that have all fallen down. Um, with, For instance, um, my touchpoint would be voice recognition. I try to use it, but then once I start hitting about 60-40 with it, I just... Can't handle it anymore. Is uh, is the technology in the Livescribe um, quite solid? Like have you? Um, given oh, it's, it def- much it's of a definitely spin?
1: getting there. So, I mean, I've only had this for a few days. There, there are, one thing uh, is that I I tend to use uh, OneNote, which is part of Microsoft yeah. Office suite, and and you know I think that's reasonably common. People use Office, so they want to use all those products that sort of tie together, store it in the same cloud, and so on, uh, and. Their previous products that you plugged in would work with OneNote, but what I didn't realise is their Wi-Fi one. They've done an exclusive deal with Evernote. Now Evernote is an absolutely awesome product, uh, but actually day to day I'm using I'm using another tool. So for me that was a little bit of a disappointment. That know uh, yeah, this their 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 Wi-Fi Smart Pen. Doesn't actually talk to anything other than Evernote because they've done an exclusive deal there. Well, I'm um, twenty seven thousand notes deep into Evernote, so
0: <laughs> yep. so that could work for me. Yeah,
1: so not too much of a problem. Um, the other, bit I haven't I haven't really looked at yet, is what it can do around uh, handwriting recognition. And you know, I'm used to working with um, you know with a stylus onto a screen and the operating system doing that handwriting recognition so uh you know what i noticed when this had just gone straight into evernote was there was you know immediately i wasn't seeing any handwriting recognition um, but i haven't dived in deep enough to see hey is there a
0: way that you can actually get it to do that or is that just something so when that camera's videoing are you is it coming up in evernote as just like a photograph of your writing yeah, it is, but you can then play it. So when you play back the audio, you can see the
1: strokes actually being played back of you writing writing that. Uh, so, you know, it's got enough of the movement. You know, it's effectively taking a vi- video of as you write. It's got enough of that movement that it certain, you know, you would think that it could do uh, that, you know, handwriting recognition. Yeah, true. Um, but, I think, you know, it depends on how good your handwriting is and all sorts of other
0: there's things. there's someone out there who is an amazing artist, that would be a great tool for teaching people how to draw because you could commentate while you're drawing. When you're drawing an eye, you see what I'm doing here is working on the pupil, you know, so they're, they're listening to it and they're seeing it being drawn. There's some pretty good uh, videos
1: of that as i as I found my, uh, my youngster who's uh, between two and a half and three at the moment loves trains and he loves to see trains drawn so um, YouTube is the place to go and uh, there's all these videos of people showing you how to draw trains.
0: Yeah, and, I, and, I went and describing what's going on. I went down that um, rabbit hole of drawing Japanese cartoons. It's phenomenal. Yeah, the the internet. Trust me. When I, I was talking back to showing how old I was playing California games on my Omega five hundred. <laughs> Nowadays, whatever whatever you're after, and I'm in the same boat having a young child as well. I'm a bit too young, um, still to sort of appreciate um, the screens and so forth. But wow, it'll come. Wow, yeah.
1: Uh, now, other uh, other little uh, little things, um, a piece of technology that came across, um, i think might have first heard about this sort of a year or so back, but uh, it, it's been launched, and hoping to be able to give some sort of hands-on uh, story on this in the not-too-distant future, uh, if we can get hands-on with this, is uh, a product from a, a Seattle company called um, Ubi uh, Interactive, and what it is, is it turns your, uh, it turns any surface, if you've got a, you know, a decent uh, video projector that you can link up to your laptop, your tablet, whatever, you know, up to a computer um, running Windows, and it turns that surface into basically a multi-touch screen. Yes. So, for instance, I've always sort of wanted in, in, in my meeting room uh, next door, we've got the big 60-inch screen and stuff set up. We used to have the projector set up. I've always oh, I wish that was a touchscreen, but when I looked at the price of getting a you know a sixty inch touchscreen TV, uh, and for the number of times that we would use it, I just thought oh, that'd be quite cool and it'd be useful in meetings. But you know the 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 dollars it was another five grand or something to yeah. to make it yeah you know, a touchscreen sixty inch TV. So you know we flagged that, but with this, if you've got a projector uh, set up and you need a uh, Microsoft uh, Connect that hooks in, and that basically watches what you do in three D. And if you are sort of touching points on the screen and so on, it just treats it as though that, you know, wall or whatever you're projecting onto is a, is a, is a touch screen. So you can drag and drop and resize and do, you know, all the sorts of, you know, gestures and so on that you would on a normal screen.
0: Now, I think the Kinect it's least useful thing is being attached to an Xbox like if we're looking into the future I think the Kinect's use case is yet to be fully discovered because it's an amazing piece of kit and I don't really think it's fully utilised dancing to Miley Cyrus as a cartoon avatar like I think with are you
1: sure about that?
0: (laughs) Because I, I did a thing. Because it's always, um, I, I, I'm sure it'll change as my child gets bigger. But, but Connect games don't have much. Um I don't really enjoy them. I think because mm. I'm I'm more an old school gamer, and I, I like um, sitting down. Maybe I'm too lazy for Kinect, To be honest, yeah. But, I mean, um,
1: there are some games that are quite good fun if you're willing if you're willing to burn some burn some energy. But yeah, I, I mean, I take your point. It's stuff like this, sort of innovation, that's using yeah. that 3D camera, that's seeing you in a 3D space rather than uh, you know traditional what a traditional webcam could do. I mean, there's just so much more to it. And this I mean this I think this is a great example of, of what's possible. And if this is being sold as a product now, you know, there's no reason why this wouldn't uh, you know, become a you know almost a sort of a built in operating system feature a few years down, down the track if that's what it uh, you know takes to um, maybe differentiate Windows or something.
0: And surely there's gotta be a bit of kudos out there for Microsoft basically maybe leaving the Connect quite open to have a play with and not, not locking it down and suing any developer who has a little play around with it. And like I remember about a year ago seeing some great demonstrations of developers who had just sort of tooted around and ripped it apart and just doing these amazing sort of 3D imaging and stuff because the actual sensors in it, you know, people think of, oh, it's attached to an Xbox, just a little piece of gamey, just a toy. game-y just toy, a toy stuff. Mate. But it, actually the development that, that went into that um, is so so amazing and i think i think i've always maintained that the xbox, xbox division at microsoft is the, is the heart of microsoft now and if anything they should um um well from a consumer
1: perspective i mean that's the piece of microsoft that's done you know so well uh but it was also like you know many other areas of microsoft one that you know, for quite some time, wasn't doing very well at all, right? It was like they were throwing money into a into a black hole, yeah. Uh, and and then they, uh, you know, they nailed it with the
0: with the three sixty. But and, to use uh, a to use a Google term, it was their sort of moonshot. Really, was that we'll just make this ridiculous gaming machine mm-hmm. that um, just took off. And but I think also because they've been such a, um, I think they've had such a, a great focus. Um, Xbox really focused on that UI, and and still, to be honest, this is why I'm I'm looking forward to the one. To be honest, because I still find it very clunky. For instance, I've got a Apple TV, a Roku, and your yeah, Xbox plugged into the television. I'm not going to use my uh, Xbox to access YouTube or um, Netflix because I find it quite still quite clunky and a lot of clicks and flicks and. To get there, yeah, rather yeah. than something like a um, Roku or a, or a Apple TV that you're firing off your phone, so it's just bam, 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 bam. And even with Smart Glass, I, ju- I just think it's still. And this is where the one, I suppose, is really pushing itself is it's your go-to hub.
1: That's certainly what they're what they're aiming for. I mean, what we don't know is how well, uh, yeah, how well that's going to land in the New Zealand market. Right? We know they're geared up for it in the US market. Uh, I think that's one of the areas where Microsoft have struggled in the past is delivering a consistent result globally. So yeah. we know, yep, it's going to be an awesome product in the US, but there, you know, I haven't seen from them, you know, anything confirming that any of those sort of standout entertainment, uh, you know, features that that are that are unique to the Xbox One over the 360 are going to be available in New Zealand. At launch, or if and when they might be available in the future, so there's a fair bit of unknown out yeah, there around it, and I think the market is feeling the same way as
0: well. I I think that this is that such a crucial um, aspect if you are a company now, because companies now, especially in the tech sphere, are trading globally. Um, I was listening to a great dis- um, discussion about Amazon, for instance, with Kindle, how they've basically just locked down because they're only trading out of the States, right? And um, this analyst was saying this is where um, Apple's model really stands them in good stead content-wise because they see every region they go out to and then they go to that region and they do deals with that region. So you buy your iPhone or your iPad or whatever, you plug it into iTunes, you're in your country's store, you can buy Anything that 's licensed worldwide, but you 've got your local stuff and that you 're not trying to jerry rig it up so it can get a bit of content from the states or whatever mm, and I mm. think these companies have to realize that when you 're global, there's a lot of market out there and that 's outside of america and If you can nail that and also people are into it that 's why like iTunes is a pretty average piece of software to be honest. Sure. It's pretty. It's okay running on the Mac, disastrous running on Windows, but because of the content... They've got a good global catalogue, haven't they? Yeah, people are in there. That's um, where they plug their iPod yeah, into. Spotify was another
1: example where I think yeah, Microsoft had a product ahead of Spotify that could do yeah, similar sorts of things as Spotify, but it took them so long to get it out to international markets that there were Spotify and others that actually bet them to the punch came along much later, but then bet them to the punch. And Microsoft still don't have for their Xbox Music uh, an app that runs on you know iPhone and Android, although it's been mooted for you know maybe a year. Uh, so you know there are things like that where they've just got to move really quickly if they're going to own these spaces. And I think that's where they're they're at risk with the Xbox One. And I've got a very interesting uh, little fact to share here. Oh yeah, uh, sales of um, what would be your guess in the New Zealand market? Now I've only got a small uh, sample size, uh, but what would be your guess of how many uh, pre-orders there would be of
0: Xbox One versus the PlayStation Four? This is a good question because I mean I I've, I don't know whether I'm swinging <laughs> swing around in Xbox circles more. I would say. Um, Xbox One would be triple PlayStation pre-orders. Okay. The fact, the figure that I, I managed
1: to uh, see, this was from a small sample size, so it was a uh, between three and four hundred orders. Um, I won't say uh, which retailer to protect the uh, the innocent, uh, but I did happen to come across um, some numbers, and at this particular retailer. Their orders were nearly 5 to 1 in favour of the PlayStation 4 against the Xbox.
0: Wow, can we just confirm it's not a Sony store?
1: No. <laughs> just,
0: and I love it. And there's the two dozy people go, oh, just
1: a uh, Xbox One. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard this from anywhere else, and it was just, you know, one sample. Maybe there's been some promotion that's going on behind the mm-hmm. scenes that I haven't heard of and so on, uh, but it shocked me. And if this were the case in any other major, well, in, in big markets, like you imagine if this is the case in the US or in other markets, you can imagine Microsoft will be working very quickly and hard behind the scenes uh, to, to, to improve that. Now, I don't know if they get access to these figures either because I imagine, you know, Sony want to lock down um, you know the reality of how many pre orders they've got versus uh, versus Xbox but i imagine if i can come across this this information uh you know al- almost by accident uh, that you know, Someone that, you know that, uh, that, that they're able to get their hands well, on it but I i'd don't. be pretty worried if uh, if this was reflected anywhere else and and it may not be reflective of of what we actually see at launch but it's a uh, it was a pretty big number. Yeah, I was just I, absolutely floored because someone had told me, "Oh no, we're, we're seeing pretty similar. Uh, we're seeing pretty similar figures." And then uh, you know, when it was
0: investigated a little bit further, it was uh, yeah, very surprising. I wouldn't be worried if I was Microsoft because I don't think they're going for the, the pre-order market, right? Like Sony with PlayStation, definitely came out. This is uh, um, this is for gamers. We're coming out hard for gamers, but
1: Microsoft need to, need to get gamers on board almost as much as they do people that are going to use it as an entertainment device because you know, that's still going to be the lion's share of you know of users that are going to you know drive it. I would have thought,
0: but yeah, you know, oh no, no I, I completely did agree. Do say Sony there or Microsoft? I might have not, that around the wrong right no, way, but the um. I completely agree because, to be honest, for a use case scenario, I always always bring, like, family into it, right? My cousins and so forth who aren't tech-savvy. But they've got, like, for instance, you've got Chromecast and you've got your Apple TV. My cousins could use either of those, right? Oh, I can just fling a video. Oh, I can just play YouTube here off my phone. Mm. Way easier, cheaper, and more accessible and got this whole Xbox One, I sort of play games, you know? It's the thing of going at a cheaper price point and something that takes up far less space on your um, home entertainment system. Mm. You've got these things like Chromecast, um, Google TV to an extent, Apple TV, that are very consumer-friendly products. And nowadays, especially if, if any of these people can nail or get to the market with games which I'm surprised every time an update for Apple TV comes out. that it doesn't turn it into some sort of gaming console. Because for me, it seems... I'm not a developer, but it seems there has to be a switch you can flick somewhere in there. And... Whether they're holding back, as Apple tends to do, like, we'll just hold copy and paste back for a while, you know, like, whether they're holding it back and they'll release it as this Eureka thing, that's seriously going to hurt both Microsoft and um, Sony, I think, um, because... Um, the, the well such,
1: such different price points right and that's where the you know they need to get the enthusiastic gamers on board because playstation four which we've got confirmation on a launch date i think twenty ninth of uh November uh, that that launches here is what we're um, what i 'm seeing uh, that is six hundred and forty nine dollars that's not something people are just going to not throw you know, tra- tra- in every you know in every lounge just for the sake of that it's going to you know they can run Skype on their TV now and the, you know they can they can do their AV stuff unless it absolutely nails it it's going to be the the enthusiastic gamers that are going to walk out and and uh, actually I'm getting mixed up again between PlayStation and Sony because it's the I mean between I know, Microsoft between Microsoft yeah. and Sony because the Xbox is going to do Skype that's another 100 dollars that's you know 749 uh and that's going to be out you know, the official word is sometime in November. Now, is um, it is
0: it true that Xbox One, One won't be able to play Xbox 360 games? That's... That's the official. Uh, that's the official story. The, effectively, as of, as of now, I mean, uh, judging by the, f- the amount yeah, of yeah, flip flops that are happening, yeah, it I mean, could you, completely
1: changed. Well, unlikely, but you, I mean, it's not designed to be able to take a you know a game that was written for the Xbox 360. You've got the you know, you've got the media, you got the DVD for it. You're not just going to be able to jam it into the Xbox One and play it.
0: Yeah, see, that actually makes me go. Well, now I'm weighing them up evenly. Mm, like, mm. do I go to PlayStation now? Because my thing is going. I've got all my Xbox 360 games, and of course, when it was a new Xbox coming out, it was just natural progression. Because going, oh, I love playing that Tony Hawk. Mm. You know, going. It's, I'll but chuck it's that only in it the to-
1: time when it's new that you do that. And the reality yeah. is, you're probably still going to keep your Xbox for. You know, next to it for a few months, or your old one, or you could plug it into the HDMI on the side. So, I think they've just weighed that up and said, "Look, it would cost us an extra X million dollars or whatever to try and build in any sort of compatibility." And what everyone found with the previous generation was, you needed that when they first came out, or everyone decided to, but a little bit down the track, no one cared. No one wants to run, you know, the the, you know, if you've got a new machine, you want to run the cool new games for that. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to run, you know, too many of your old games as much. I mean, there's obviously
0: still room for that but it doesn't seem to be you know high on the priority list no but for me it is just another it's one of those things of going well i could mix it up yeah yeah, absolutely absolutely. but then but then yeah i I do think it's going to be interesting for both of these companies to actually see what their sales are because in the in the in the previous five years right home gaming has just been spiking towards the roof. But there's definitely been a plateau hitting out, especially now, for instance, you know, people go, Oh, I have got to have an iPhone because that's got the games. Yeah, well you Android, can run games on your on your tablet
1: yeah. or your phone. Android is and
0: Android is hitting the mark with amazing displays. Um, the the proce- processing power, everything's working fine now. So you've got that, you've got Windows Phone, you've got iOS, you got it, like there's a lot of options and People are bite-sized chunks. What's what bought us YouTube and all our entertain our um, um, uh, attention spans have gone down. People are gaming. I just want to game five minutes. Yep. Uh, by the I mean, time I'll come back to it later. Which hit me last night. I was I was sit down. I'm working my way through Lara Croft, uh, Tomb Raider, right? Sit down. I had, baby was down. I had half an hour, right? Sit down. Boom, put it in. Oh, you're going to be disconnected from Xbox Live unless you update. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's that, that difference. There and it was um, quite a big update that rolled out, I think, um, recently. So it was that thing of sit down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those things happening in the next
1: generation behind the scenes. You don't have to think about them, right? Yeah, it just makes sense. They're
0: just they're if it's going to be always on, that just go around the background. So I ended up half an hour, playing... oh, especially with your internet connection. Yeah. We've been waiting, you know, ages for it to come down, right? On oh, Avondale, literally, guys were delivering the bites to my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up sitting down playing Rayman Jungle Run on my phone for for the entire time, watching the download bar, and it got there and went oh yeah, gotta go out now <laughs> oh, well i'm I'm a happy customer of uh, telecom with their
1: v d s l recently and uh, and I got an update come up the other day and it's you know i don't know, it was a download it was a hundred and i don't know hundred and thirty megs for some app yeah and uh you just sit there and it, and it you know it's done within what, I don't know, thirty to sixty seconds
0: and you just think.
1: Yeah, internet is getting better in New Zealand, and yeah, you know, if I was on UFB, it'd be even, yeah, you know, even quicker. Hey, is, there,
0: you know, there's a price to pay for living in wonderful
1: Avondale. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean Avondale, there's a whole chunk of uh, ultra fast broadband that's rolled out there, right? If you're in the right, if you're in the right, there certainly it certainly is. So it uh, is 500
0: meters away from my <laughs> house, and they've decided to do that. But then I oh, will do your bit in 2019. <laughs> Oh yeah.
1: That um yeah, so, someone's obviously not on your side there. Never mind, mate. Um two thousand nineteen's not that long oh, ago. No. <laughs> It'll go in a flash. You I'll, won't you I'll won't
0: be, even notice. I'll be getting my internet from a balloon from Google by two thousand nineteen. Oh,
1: exactly for free, right? Uh now what else is going on around uh, Sony and Microsoft? I guess there's been a bit of a story this week around um, Sony. Someone's uh, My, yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm just good. getting these words all mixed up. Uh, Microsoft CEO um, Steve Barmer following in uh, Bill Gates' footsteps to some degree.
0: He's uh, he's stepping down. Yes, um, which I don't know whether that came to me as a bit of a surprise. I, um, I'm going to miss the crazy, crazy ball guy running around with his... Passionate speeches. Well, there've been so many people demanding
1: that he step down for quite some time, and uh, I guess he's he's finally yeah, he's finally got the message. Do you do you, well, uh, do, you do you think he's he's um, he's been as bad for Microsoft as uh, as some people say?
0: Well, I think that there definitely was an issue with the nine hundred million buck um, deficit that came out of the um, RT Surface sort of. The tablets, yeah. yeah. And they, they I think to their shareholders they've, they've said something's gotta happen. Also, um, Microsoft shares have been basically flatlining for quite a while. They've been staying at the same price, which means if you chuck inflation in there they've effectively been going down. Oh, that's right, for you know, probably well over a decade.
1: The interesting thing is, is Microsoft profits keep rising year after year after year. So With him, you know, at the helm, they've actually been making reasonable money. The problem is, is that, you know, Apple and, and, you know, Google have just absolutely, you know, shot off the charts in terms of their success in that time. And Microsoft have just, you know, seeded huge amounts of business. Yeah, you know, they were right up there doing really well with uh, you know, Windows Mobile and BlackBerry were the two sort of, you know, mobile platforms that were so successful. And, you know, of course, Apple announced the iPhone and uh Barmer comes out and basically trashes it, says no one's gonna buy it. Right. And and look and at was and look mildly po- proved wrong. Look at the market now. And if you look at Apple's uh uh share price And their profits—it's based on them selling firstly the iPhone and secondly the iPad. I mean, they could close down all their other products and still, uh, uh, and and, or 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 give those away at cost price, and they would still be making massive profits based, you know, based on what they did with the iPhone. And there was Barma saying, "Hey, this isn't going to make any profit." And yeah, you, know, you can just imagine the difference. The story would be today if Microsoft had re- you know been able to release a similar product in a similar time frame and market it in the same way that Apple had done. But you know they lost it to to Apple, and then Google were quick off the mark. Uh, you know, with
0: acquiring Android and then you know just pushing but that out massively. That's that's also you can't just put Apple in that. You have to put Android because without the iPhone came out. And Android and Google were smart and realised this is the big thing. Yeah, We we need to get onto this touchscreen scenario quick, fast. Well, and now their market share's just blown Apple away. So so basically you've got these two companies. And I heard Ryan Block made a really good point on this. He said that Steve Barmer... Is completely reactive and Microsoft are reactive. They're not in that zone of which Apple was completely under Steve Jobs and um, Google is definitely becoming of making gadgets and tech that people don't know they want, which the iPad was. Everyone poo pooed mm. the iPad, mm. right? And said there'd be no need for it, but they made this amazing product. That well, I think the, want. the difference there is that Apple got it
1: right. So Microsoft were making, you know, they were thinking, oh, people need oh, the- tablets with a pen and stuff, yeah. you know, 12, 15 years ago. Uh, and actually, you know, they, they didn't get it right. The You know, the product wasn't mature and so on. But Apple have sort of picked the time when, you know, all the technologies have lined up to be able to deliver things that have actually worked, you know, pretty well in general. There's some maps and some Siri and stuff in there that hasn't always, you know, delivered as well as it should. Um, but, you know, you put that plus, you know, um, Steve Jobs' amazing ability to get out and to you know front the company and and, and yeah. sell sell products and so on, uh, and you know what a success story. But you know and Microsoft was, have you know thought into the future and then you know they've shown off some videos of what the future might look like and they've sometimes released products that are you know reasonably groundbreaking, but. Uh, you know, they, they just haven't nailed it in the same way as their competitors in this mo- in the mobile space And especially. because
0: I think Apple nailed it also because they made it so accessible. Because iOS is a very simple operating system that your parents can get involved in. And also Android is now, but it wasn't, is it did work. So when Steve Jobs got up there and he could do his demos, the hardware was sexy and it worked. Like, because the map stuff and that, that's more back-end. But the actual hardware of, look, flick, 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 it just flicks with me. I can pin, zoom, all that. And now Android's right up there. And this is why Windows Phone, which is an amazing platform, it is revolutionary. It is, in fact, influencing Apple's design. They just don't have the market share because... They're so far behind the eight ball. It's got nothing. It's a to, t- timing thing, isn't yeah, it's it? It's got nothing to do with the quality of the phones, the quality of the UI, the quality of the operating system. All it has got to do is the fact that people have got their phones, and also their phones are at a point where they're not going. This phone does not do what I need. I have to look somewhere else.
1: Yeah, and people move with the crowd. Oh, what phone have you got? You know, and they're going to ask all the people around them. Well, oh, what phone have you got? What do you recommend? Well, I use a, an Android or I use an iPhone. That you know, when when their products comes, you know, so late to market. I mean, it's been around for nearly three years uh, now, but you know, still uh, it was that far behind. That, you know, then they ask around, they might get one. And you know, in New Zealand, I don't know what the numbers are, but maybe you know, one in twenty uh, of the people oh, they yeah. know might be using a Windows phone. So that you know, they're going to hear. That noise, and if they're buying a smartphone for the first time, um, you know, it's not really likely they're going to get a whole lot of recommendations to buy anything other than iOS or Android. They've definitely
0: got the employees of Microsoft cornered um, on the Windows phone. Like, but I, I do. I, <laughs> well, that's not a very that's not a
1: very big number on the no, on the scheme of it. I do find it. But I mean, it might equal the population of New Zealand. But yeah, you know, it's yeah. quite a small number.
0: But it's quite hard. If you walk into a telecom, Vodafone, or Two Degrees, you've got big players with big money. Samsung basically, you know, has wallpapered one wall of their store um, where because. I'm not sure even Apple can't seem to go against Samsung's marketing budget. Like, when they want to market a product, they do not hold back. So between that, plus your big iPhone poster, there's barely room in the store for anything else. Then you see <laughs> a couple of poor Windows devices sort of magnetically clipped on down the side. Yeah, it's a, bit of, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a challenge. And, you know, the question is, why
1: would a telco throw a lot of money uh, you know, promoting a Windows phone device, knowing that the market is, you know, 20 to 1 or at least 10 to 1 buying, an, you know, another another operating system product. Anyway, enough on that subject. Let's dive into some of the gadgets that are coming through in terms of new devices, uh, smartphones. It's, I mean, we're sort of still on the same topic, really, but uh, in terms of what's coming up, um, Bama. We're, I mean, there's all sorts of discussions we could have around yep. whether he was the right guy, who should replace him, and so on. Masses of coverage online. Um, do you have any particular pick over uh, over who should uh, replace him?
0: Oh, uh, I think been I some talk of uh, pronounce being- his name wrong. I'm um, Jay uh, Edel. He was the head of Xbox. Yes, yep. Uh, I'd put him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but... I don't know, David (laughs) Cunliffe. um. (laughs) (laughs) JLR, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, JLR. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Um, he he got bumped, didn't he? He's right out of Microsoft uh, now.
0: He got bumped. The the one thing I'll say is I think whoever gets the job has got a pretty thankless job because it's been covered a million times that Microsoft's problem as a unified company often comes down to the fact that they um, are in these fiefdoms that can fight against each other, that don't sort of seem to exactly keep each other up with the play they're doing. So it means when they come to market with something, it often isn't all under this one bubble that's yeah. surging forward at the well, same time. They said they've
1: changed that. And I think the net, you know, the current generation of Windows phones where they've got all these different teams working on Xbox is involved with games, you know, the, um, the the Internet Explorer team are sort of working alongside. So you've got a pretty integrated experience was when we, you know, went back to previous generations, it was, you know, it was a bit of a mess as far as that's concerned. So maybe some of that they've got right. But, I mean, it is a fascinating time for them to make this change after they've, you know, only just announced in the last couple of months or so that they're changing from a software company to a devices and services company, uh, you know, which what that actually looks like. That I mean, that's really a long-term play. That is a big strategic play. Uh, and but what that actually of, will you know, look like it, over the next two to five years is, is you know, I think anyone's guess. It's pretty hard to know what you know what they've been discussing and thinking about in those back rooms. Other than, other you know other than the fact you know naturally we can all see they want the success that uh, you know Apple and Samsung and Google you know are having, but they must there must be a lot more to it. Than and that. there
0: had to be a rude awakening with the RT scenario because when you're moving towards the devices and services company and your first sort of big play on your device
1: lose a billion
0: dollars on uh, one of your first products yeah Yeah. oops Uh,
1: so in terms of new products we've got um, just sort of before we wrap up there's uh, uh, Galaxy Note 3 uh, we're expecting to probably hear announced uh, next month um, from uh, from Samsung, uh, Galaxy Tab uh, 3, 7 on the way. To, I guess it's just going to... I mean, we're going to keep getting flooded with new products from Samsung. It seems to be their way, yeah. right?
0: Um, uh, and... Uh Good, good on them. Like I, um, I used the Note two for six months until I stared my eyes out with the um, UI that Samsung forces upon me, um, that I have to live in this bizarre cartoon world. But I, the one thing that really impresses me is if you need a stylus and um, you are writing, drawing, um, the, as we're talking about transposing text, mm. handwriting. Mm. They've nailed it. Like I, I, used it a lot for writing set lists for my shows and so forth, and I was thoroughly impressed with the stylus. And I think if you you have a serious use case for a stylus and you need a bigger phone, um, the Note is, That's is pretty the way handy.
1: To go. And I, as I found when I was moving between the Note two and the uh, Surface Microsoft Surface Pro. Uh, those styluses are interchangeable between the two. Are they? So there oh. you go. Uh, now, there's that. Uh, Nokia have got a bunch of new stuff. We've been playing around here with the uh, um, Vodafone's um, going to be releasing shortly, and we, we're waiting on timing, uh, the uh, Lumia 925, which is sort of a sleeker version of that uh, the Lumia 920 yeah. that, uh, that Telecom launched. Um, but this one's 4G as well, which... Uh, I think uh, telecom had disabled in the in the 920, but you know naturally because Vodafone have got their uh, 4G LTE network, they're taking advantage of that. And uh, what do you what do you like with that? Do you I mean, do you like that form factor?
0: Yeah, I I must say I've been a big fan of all the uh, um, sort of Nokia's phones that it, that no, t- Nokia n- Nokia Nokia. No, no, I don't know. Is it <laughs> Nokia got, or Nokia? I don't know. I'm oh, going okay. with Nokia tonight. Oh, okay. I might be Nokia tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, the 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 form factor is wonderful the um i people have listened to me rant about phones before now i have this obsession with industrial design and i love the design on this 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 rivals this the, the feel of this phone is up there for me with your htc one your your iphone um in terms of just, I like a phone with a bit of weight, we're both remarking about how um, with the I like, which I think you are saying happened on the um, phone before this, with mm. the how the time can be up 24-7 because it's sort of illuminating a certain amount of pixels without doing the battery in. Yeah, you used to have to
1: press a button to light up the screen on your phone to get the time, yeah. but uh, it, yeah, that's really cool. I think it's a feature of the new version of Windows Phone that's you know, started rolling out to some of the other um, handsets and uh, it's on the uh, 925 as well.
0: I'm not 100% sold yet on the um, Nokia's camera um, camera app. Um, I've, I, I haven't personally done a lot of delving into the PureView um, with a hands-on, but I've been watched a lot of photographers online who've done case-by-case scenarios between DSLRs and all the high-end cameras. Mm. And um, we're talking a bit before the podcast on whether it is um, a software issue, because Um, like your iPhone and so forth you pull out snap a photo and the algorithms of the software are there for. you're going to have a a bit of janky it's going to be a bit janky it holds it together the colours are very rich um, without being oversaturated, whereas I still notice quite a few f- PureView photos are a wee bit um, washed out. So that's the Lumia 1020, isn't it? Which yeah, is the, yeah. Which is the,
1: the, 10- the next one. We still haven't got a, a launch date on that here in New Zealand, but you know, hopefully that'll be landing uh, soon as well. But
0: I do like, and I think, um, I'm glad to see Windows Phone doing this because I can see this is a point of difference having the high-end camera because as of yet, Android hasn't nailed that. And, um... I've got um, two different friends who bought the HTC One and they're now wishing they hadn't because they're not sold on the camera um, on, the, on the sort of the 4-megapixel crunching yeah, scenario that they've done, they just weren't, weren't sold on it. And um, I think if Nokia can come in and Windows Phone can nail themselves as you've got a slick, beautiful UI and you've got an amazing camera, then that's that's a big selling point because often that's all I'm I'm looking for at the end of the day I'll stop using a phone because the camera annoys me because if I get it out and it's absolutely
1: I mean that's one of the most common things you use a you know a, a phone for yeah know, other than these things especially when you you know you've got you're going to events and you're doing all sorts of different things as you do um it's a it's a reasonably important thing to do um a couple of other phones coming through uh, new iPhone we're hearing tenth uh, of September so. Uh, hey let 's um, i mean there's a few things we could chat about there but yeah, i mean it, i mean i I'm, so. I'm
0: wee bit of uh, um, I love my iPhone and if any of this is true that it's coming out. The best rumor I heard today is that the new processor is thirty one percent faster um, and if that that combined with the back end of what they 've done to iOS seven you could be expecting some big battery gains, which would be massive for me i think to be honest, if they could make the camera better. And make the battery last one and a half to two times as long. That would be a win.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I'd like a bigger screen, but I'm just not sure that that's that's how Apple plays uh, see, the game. See,
0: I'm the I'm the other way. It's the perfect size for me. Like I almost, I'm looking forward to trying like a Moto X because that's a small size. I like a small phone. Mind you, I am five foot five yeah, and a yeah, half, so I'm, yeah, everything's yeah, about I, proportion. I can, I can
1: see the correlation here with that. <laughs> it's diet. about proportion. Um, we'll ask if they can make a special iPhone just for you, yeah. just
0: in proportion. <laughs> it's about the, it's yeah. about the size of the old iPod, Nano.
1: Yeah, yeah. A um, couple of others. Um, apparently HTC, we've got a Windows Phone variant of the win, uh, HTC One coming through. No? Um, and we've got the um, the Sony Xperia Z there. Uh, Sony Xperia Z1 that's just going to bump the battery life up. Uh, looks looks a little bit funkier uh, and uh, what was the other feature I think it moves to a 20 megapixel camera so Sony are really good with cameras so I'm pretty you know, interested to see
0: and it, what, what that'll be like if the rumours on that one are true That Sony um, also has a feature that if you need to draw an exactly perfect rectangle it is the phone for you. That could not be more rectangular. That phone. It um, it, it has taken industrial design to a whole other level. It, it feels slick, but it's it's very square. It is. It and um, you are mentioning then that there's there's a variant of that coming out with a huge battery. Yeah, that's the, that's the Z1. So the the Z1 has that uh, uh,
1: battery. I think it's about fifteen uh, percent bigger than the Galaxy S4. For me, that was one of the killer things of the Galaxy S4. Awesome battery life. Yeah. Um, although I've found that. The um, Xperia Z also, ha- even though it's got a you know about ten percent smaller battery, actually it does pretty well with some of the smart stuff they do around the battery. And, uh, yeah, and I like to leave most of the functions turned on, and, and yet the battery life, you know, most days, um, I don't have any issues with it. So, no, I well, think so it's I think it's good. a
0: big thing is what is how the software manages itself is huge on the battery life. Like that stat that um, fa- Facebook are updating their um, Android app because it was downloading 12 meg a day when it had everything turned off. It was still downloading 12 megabytes. So that's yeah. just that's just taking a slice of your battery, even if you're not opening the app up. Yeah,
1: just just run Facebook, and it will gobble up yeah. your data, and it will make the um, mobile carriers rich. So yeah, they're going to love it. Awesome! Hey, well that uh, that wraps us up for this time. Always great to have you on the show, Diet. Now, um, a little uh, a little thank you gift from you for uh, to uh, to one of our uh, lucky listeners. Uh, Tell us, um, uh, tell us what you've got. I've just
0: got a new DVD out. It's called Adapt or Die. Um, humans are awesome, let's celebrate. The basic thing about it is we're so negative about humanity. Sit back and realize the awesome things we do. We invent so many phones that you can talk about phones for an hour a week. We, yeah. we invent 3D printers. Um, and it's signed, Tech for Life, on the back <laughs> um, by myself. Um, I also, if, if you want to just get your hands on it, I've done this model where I've started. I've got com daispac. dot Love the name. I hope it's more successful than uh, than MySpace. Uh, yeah. Mate. See what I'm working is I'm thinking i um, what I'm. Do- oh, even if I just got the heights MySpace did for a few years, I'll be happy. You can sell that name off for a billion dollars. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So DiceSpace.com, and I put it up for download. It's only ten dollars to download um, plus GST, and you can just grab a grab a um, the file there. And um, yeah, it's the best um, for me. I've I've done a few shows over the years, and this I think's the strongest show. I've done, so I'm in a really happy place, comedy-wise, and um, otherwise, if you want a physical copy, you can go out to all your all your standard sort of JB Hi-Fis, your warehouses and so forth, grab it there. Nice. Well, I'll look forward to having a watch of that one before we have to uh, give it Absolutely. away. Uh,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it's R13, uh, some, a bit of offensive material in there, and some sexual references. This, uh,
0: this was my favourite part of getting it back, as we, uh, we send it off to the... Um, we had nerve-wracking wait. We sent it off down to Wellington to get raided. Yeah, the earthquake yeah. happened, right? So yeah. they had to abandon that building for a week. So you had to send them another, so another copy we, that was lost in the yeah. quake. somewhere? <laughs> so then we were just waiting, 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 and we were going, oh, it's going to be a real problem if it comes back. So I didn't want an R18, you know, I just want it so it's accessible to people. And then it comes back with a red sticker, P- R13. Like, what does R13 mean these days? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, But no, I think it's just all the themes in there are, um, are pretty wholesome. It's a positive DVD. There is um, some swearing, so be, be aware of that. But um, no, go and grab it or go to com.
1: Yep, and uh, if you want this one we're giving away, um, just bump a little message up on, um, on Facebook or on, on Twitter. Uh, mention this episode and that we're uh, we're giving away this uh, this DVD. Uh, so if you're a real fan and you're that mad about it, then uh, yeah, drop something up on social yeah, media or
0: use the um, hashtag #AdaptOrDie. Yeah, so drop that. Drop, drop that. Drop that through.
1: in there as well, and then just drop an email through to competitions at NZ Tech Podcast. Uh, com and uh, yeah we'll get that out to uh, someone over the next uh, well we'll we'll close this off this time next week so uh, perfect uh, next uh, next next Tuesday the uh, what does that make it around the third uh, of third uh, yes, of September sir, on the dot yep so um, six p.m. that'll be our cut off so uh, hey thanks everyone for listening in thanks die for uh, joining us again with a uh, a bit of uh, geek talk and Thank you. Uh, and and the odd laugh uh, bundled, <laughs> bundled, bundled, bundled in there as well never never goes amiss uh, and we'll 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 look forward to catching up with you again in uh, in a couple of months or so. Definitely. Keep smiling. Cheers.